The light fades with death's cold embrace. You've already been zipped and tagged. Struggle as you might, it will not help. No one can break out of the body bag. Here to oversee the autopsy, your hosts, Chris Thomas and Broke Rider Dave. You know, Chris, mm. I absolutely love women. Do you? I was about but to ask. I do. I, I but didn't... There, are, there are some women who will ruin or just straight up in your life. Uh, so this is hashtag Dave hates women. Sometimes that even makes them hotter. Yeah, These that's are true. my top. Yeah, these are my top 10 favorite horror movie women villains. Are these the women that, you know, if you're going to kill me, there are worse ways to go out? I didn't rank them on hotness. I ranked them on how much I enjoy the character. Complete opposite of what my list would be like. It would be a top 10 list of like, uh, yes, please tie me down and beat me. Your top 10 horror movie villainesses. Yes. All the female ghost faces are honorable mentions, all five of them. I feel like it would have just been too easy to take half the list for a scream. Mm-hmm. So I decided to leave them off. So is this going no. to be ranked as usual in terms of intensity of your liking of them as the list goes? Yeah, from 10 to number one. All right. So uh, some still leftover celebratory of, of Women's Month. We still had yeah. a little bit left in us. So let's start off with number 10. Number 10 with uh, Esther from Orphan. Mm. I mean, the movie in general is just great. Her character is amazing. And, you know, the actual situation, I actually heard a true story of something that actually happened that was like that, where a person or a family adopted who they thought was a little girl and it turned out to be a woman with dwarfism. Yes, I mean, that even intensifies the horror of the movie because it is something that could feasibly happen. And I know we usually, you know, poop on child actors, but mm-hmm. I can't remember her name, but she did a great job in this role. You just call her Esther. Esther, um, yeah. She was, the fact she was that, intense. Uh, yeah. And they are making a sequel, too. I was, about, I was about to ask a dumb question. Is it with the same little girl? But I was like, she, she would have been like 20 by now, or 20-something by now, wouldn't she? Well, yeah, she's coming. She's reprising her role. Wait, so is she like, so does she just have that thing where like she always looks young and she's that short? Or is she Um, like playing like, oh, we're going to get the same actress, but she's playing the mother this time? Right now she's 25. I don't know how tall she is though. I don't think she ever grew to be that tall. She's probably like five foot. I don't know. We'll have to see what they do. At any point, did you think that, I think that this little girl's actually a woman? Or did you think it was like the good son where it was like Macaulay Culkin where it's like, I just think this little girl is evil. That's exactly what I was thinking the entire time. I was like, this, this little girl has problems. I see why she's up for adoption. She got some issues, and she is an adult. Spoilers. Right. I mean, That's the movie came out in 2009. <laughs> I was planning on watching that in the next five years. Number nine. I went with Mary Beth from The Faculty. God, that that needs to be on our list of movies to watch at some point because that we we mentioned it a lot on the show. Yeah, that movie's kind of up there with like movies like Idle Hands for me. Where it's, yeah, it, it's a cult classic. It's it was just in that era of it just reminds me of my childhood back when I was yeah. like a middle and high school. You know, before it's before life late beat 90s, me down. Early two thousand horrors mm-hmm. type movie. And once again, the first time I watched that was I was a kid. 
So I really didn't see the twist coming of her being the main alien that was infesting everybody. Mm -hmm. So I always enjoyed that. And she played her part as like the new girl really well. So it does good job taking suspicion off of her. And if you want to see Frodo Baggins before he became Frodo Baggins, Elijah Wood's in that too. Yeah. You also got Usher and John Stewart plays a teacher. John Stewart, yeah. That's a good movie. Chris's favorite editing part. That's yeah, Chris horrible edits. Oh fooey is what he said when he when he he gets bit, yeah. When he gets bit. I I don't know why that is just a that that's just a distinct memory for me. I'll always remember John Stewart saying "Oh, fooey." It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, Samuel Jackson on sna- uh, "Snakes on a Plane," where his uh, "I'm tired of all these mother loving something on this nine to five plane or something like that." It yeah. Was- the TV edit of it, yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. But uh, faculty, good one. That's that's a good. That was yeah, a, that was a fun a, movie. Fun movie. Good. Yeah. Good, uh, you know, back to the late nineties, early two thousands for nostalgia. There, classic teen uh, horror set in a school alien yeah. movie. Good fun movie. Good good pick. Fun. And this one comes from a way more recent movie. I went with Rose from Get Out. This is number eight. Yeah, this is number eight. Yeah, Get Out's just a great movie. But once again, they did a good job hiding that she was a villain until like halfway three quarters into the movie get out's a good movie but it makes me feel bad for jordan peele because everybody he had such a good first outing as, as a director that that became the movie that everybody compares his projects to for yeah. jordan peele like when us came out i was like oh is it gonna be like get out even nope is coming out yeah. now and it's gonna be like oh you know is it gonna be anything like get out it was like you know <laughs> not everything came out it was it was so much different than anything we've yeah. seen in horror. And it's a good movie. I really enjoy it. Yeah. It's like not everything is going to be like Get Out. That's like with any good director. They're always going to be defined yeah. by their big movie. Yeah, um, I think it surprised a lot of people that because he came from Key Peel comedy skits yeah, to and doing they, uh, Get Out. And then they realized, oh, this guy can really, uh, he can write uh, horror and drama and good dialogue, too. Yeah, but back to Rose, I mean, she did a good job portraying that she loved her boyfriend, but all she was doing was luring him in. And she's hot. Yeah, exactly. She honeypotted him. And then you find out she's, yeah, she's honeypotted a bunch of people. Mostly black guys, just black guys, actually. Yeah, I think there's one black girl. There's one black girl, too. It's been so long since I saw it. Uh, I forgot, was it like in the photos that she was like going through, you see a one black girl? Yeah. Worth another watch it's been a while since i've seen it definitely is especially yeah. given especially when you hear uh him talk about it and other things it was like the reason why i put this scene like this is because yeah the reason why uh, uh when when he's walking outside and grandpa who's in the body of the black man is like uh, of the yeah. gardener is like running throughout the thing is because he was talking about yeah. being able to outrun usain bolt at one point little stuff like that is just really cool it's like oh that's why he yeah. filmed it this way yeah it's such a great movie and it had a great villain moving on on to number seven. I went with Ginger Fitzgerald from Ginger Snips. That's actually one movie that is on my list that I have not yeah. seen yet. But I, I I know a lot of people talk about it in horror circles. Yeah, it because she didn't start out the villain. She gets bit by a werewolf and slowly goes through that transformation and to the point where she ends up trying to kill her sister, who she was so overly protective of at the beginning of the movie. You can't see, but I'm just shaking my head in agreement as 
as if I have seen it. <laughs> yep, yep, that's what happened, guys. Yeah. Um, I didn't, it. I didn't even know it was about werewolves, like ginger snaps. I was like, all right, I, was, <laughs> I didn't know it was about a werewolf. In all honesty, <laughs> I was, I was like, all right, ginger snaps. Uh, what could this movie be about? I thought, werewolves. I thought it might have been about a, I don't know, a teenage girl going around torturing people. I don't know. I mean, I mean, title's kind of on the nose for not giving it away. I mean, ginger does snap, becoming a werewolf. So you, you get what you pay for. Yeah, I don't know if you'd consider ginger snaps classic i don't know if it has that big of a following uh, i mean i've heard about it enough of people i've heard a little yeah but it's not like on the level of like leslie vernon or like dog soldiers or anything on that level i would you know although i haven't seen it i've heard enough people talk about it that i put it in a cult classic movie okay yeah, you should definitely check it out, though. Again. I want to say it's only like an hour and 25 minutes to an hour and a half long. It's a great watch. If this podcast was my entire, like, career and stuff like that, I mean, I'd be doing nothing but, like, you know, watching, watching movies. movies. Yeah. Watching movies so I could, like, talk about oh, this. But it's just hard to fit in stuff when you're, like, you know. Oh, I know, yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. You, I mean, you know. But I get it, yeah. <laughs> but, hey. It's hard you know, to find times to watch things that aren't for the podcast. Yeah. But, hey, if people actually enjoy listening to us, by all means. Send us money. This and we'll, might become a career. Yeah. Send, send us money and we'll quit our jobs and then just do nothing. But I will just do a live stream of just do nothing. We'll just do 12 hour increments of. All right, Dave, it's Instagram your Instagram living on the watching uh, horror right, movies and Dave, commentating on them. Dave, it's your 12 hour shift to talk about movies nonstop. I'm going to bed. And then. All right. Well, we are burning through this list because we are at number six and I'm sticking in the cult classic section because I am going with Angela from Sleepaway camp ah uh, that's a classic talk about a twist you'd never see coming yeah talking about twists thought that esther turning out to be a grown woman was a twist yeah angelo being transsexual did not see that coming especially for a movie from the 80s that face of her uh, with the with her mouth open looking at the camera looking all weird has become like yeah. a uh, you see that face you all you need to do is see the face and you know exactly who it is and what scene it's from and what movie you're watching that scene is a great way to end the movie too i I would actually say that snippet again of, of her has, is a very iconic still shot like uh still yeah. frame like taken from a movie so i think that's uh for those who know horror movies and watch more horror movies like that one single frame is you know just as iconic as um i don't know like uh jason's mask like, for those yeah. who know horror movies yeah because up until that point in the movie it's just a really campy campy slasher movie mm-hmm. the dialogue is not great in this movie by any means but they make sure that you remember it after you're done yeah yeah i'm surprised it took me so long to actually watch this movie in my defense the first couple times i tried to watch it like i couldn't get to the first half like jesus yeah that's the fun thing about horror movies i mean the funny thing about horror movies is that the reason why i think the reason why a lot of people don't watch like as many of them is just because like a lot of the times they tend to blend together and it's like so you're watching sleep awake and you're like why do people keep talking about this movie so much like this is just like generic you know people out in the middle of the woods movie but it's not as good as like friday the 13th so like we the very first verses we did the burning versus uh was it mad max or whatever madman madman yeah uh yeah like almost identical movies except for the villain like the burning like if i were to watch like the first like couple minutes of the burning i would be like all right this movie's like whatever another but but then as the movie goes on i was like oh like actually has like some the the teens didn't bug me the actual no that movie was saved by Jason, Jason Alexander, Alexander. And in that role you could tell he was going to be a star he was charismatic in that role and it had a decent enough storyline to I was like yeah. alright you know what this isn't this is a little bit above your just typical 
little knockoff of a haunted camp movie. And then Madman had the really awkward hot tub scene that went uh, on for like three minutes too long. But anyway, yes. Uh, good yeah. pick, Angela, from Sleepaway Camp. Before we go off on a, yeah. too much of a tangent. Well, I think we should uh, stick with a camp psych movie. Can I I'm going to go with Mrs. Oh, never I was going to say, is it Pamela? Yeah, Mrs. Voorhees from M- Mrs. Voorhees. the original Friday the 13th. It's funny. A lot of people forget it was his mom That's... who started it all off. Yeah. When you think, when you think I mean, Friday you the 13th. In, uh, you think Jason. Yeah. Like in uh, Scream, the opening scene, where he's like, who's the who's killer in Friday the 13th? <laughs> it's kidding. Jason. It's Jason. I've seen no, it's not. If you've seen it, it, it's his mother who started it from the beginning. Yeah, I was I was literally just about to say it cost uh, Drew Barrymore her life in uh, Scream. But I should have known that uh, you were going to, if it comes to a Scream reference, you're going to beat me to it. So. Yeah. Was she like the first like slasher female killer? I'm sure that there were others. That's something that I'll probably we'll probably explore a little bit more yeah. when it gets to um, Halloween time because uh, yeah. you know we're gonna be doing Halloween classics uh, when it comes up soon. Yeah. That may, maybe that'll be worth a, a top ten all of its own uh, top ten firsts. Yeah, cause I can't think of anyone like before her off the top of my head. I mean, I, I'm sure they <laughs> maybe uh, Norman Bates dressed up in drag. I don't know. That might be it, yeah. Pretending to be his mother. All right, so that was what, number five? That's where he said five. We're in the top four, and I am going with Frankie from Foxtrap. That's a movie that you you recommended to me when we, I I believe. Yeah, it was on my uh, foreign film list. Yeah, foreign horror. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was at the top of the list, too. It was definitely in the top, it was definitely in the top five. Yeah, because Frankie was so intelligent, Mm -hmm. and like, you realize that she's like the killer about three quarters of the way through, and you see like her plans start falling apart yet she had like contingency plans and she was the batman of killers yeah and at the end of the movie she was successful she got away with it fucking hey good for you you like a good meticulous like it's a sometimes it can be it it could be a writer's lazy way of writing a character out of a situation but i do like it at the end of a lot of movies or whether it be horror or action probably the same reason i like uh, the saw franchise is at the end is like, nope, I had a plan all along. I, there was never any... Well, no, you see, like, it, her kind of come up with a different plan once plan A falls through. Well, no, like, I know. Kind of see her think through it, yeah. I'm just saying, at the end, yeah. I like, at the end, where it's like, I like a villain that's smart enough to be like, all right, I I've, I've, I've kind of have plans in case something happens. It was always going to end oh, one way. Always gotta love the brains, you know. The top three. This is down to the wire. I went with B from The Babysitter. B from the babysitter have you seen it no uh not the babysitter uh for some reason when I, whenever i hear like the babysitter i mean to think of when a stranger calls uh, it's a i think it's a netflix original movie is it new yeah it's newer i think it came out like uh 2019 2020 because yeah. the second one came out last year yeah that's what is it uh all right go ahead explain uh just the general like within two sentences like what the synopsis is this kid is a freshman in high school who still has a babysitter <laughs> who's trying to uh take his blood for a pact with the devil oh wait is this wait i think i might have seen advertisements for this yeah it's very tongue-in-cheek it's so fun to watch is she like super sexy yes is it, Bella Thorne's also in the movie. Does she have like? The I dude? think she's played by uh, Samara uh, Weaving from Ready or Not. <laughs> is there a scene where the dude is like tied up? And I think I think I know what what movie you're talking about. Uh, yeah, because it did seem goofy from the from the clips I saw. 
like yeah in terms of not like laugh out loud but like like the just she's sexy and he's like he was definitely like a too old to be having a babysitter kind of yeah age. yeah it was actually there's a lot of like laugh out loud funny scenes in it mm-hmm. and they they knew what it was like some things were just so overly ridiculous in this movie but did she constantly have have the dude like horned up <laughs> i might be in danger but damn it she's hot no uh they played it like uh like you could tell he was attracted to her but they had like the like a platonic type relationship no i, I would have thought it'd been funny it was like man i know she's trying to kill me but damn it she can get it no robbie amell was so fucking hilarious in this movie too because he's part of like the satanic cult so he's also trying to kill the kid but he's also like coaching him at the same time all right i might have to like you said this is on netflix yeah all right i, I i'm i'm clear in my evening i'm gonna watch it tonight yeah she's only a villainous in the first one she kind of has more? a uh in the second one everything comes full circle second uh-huh. one even more ridiculous is that as well on netflix yeah definitely worth a watch though all right i had so much are you sold me i'll i'll watch it tonight yeah it's so much fun i was like because i didn't have a purse for this list i was like i'll check this out i watched it i immediately wouldn't watch second one right afterwards i was like that was so good all right and this is uh your your numero uno nope down to last two uh all right that was number three you want to take a guess at who's number two well you said nobody from scream yeah um it wouldn't be a west craven product would it no well those are the two things I know you like is Wes Craven and and scream. All right. Can't, I, I don't know off the top of my head. Annie Wilkes from Misery. Uh, she, she She's definitely, yeah. I figure she's been mentioned on this podcast she, quite she's, a few times, yeah. I can't, in terms of female actresses, Kathy Bates is definitely in my top three to five. I, I, I really like oh, Kathy yeah. Bates. She's... <sighs> She's um, incredibly talented in any role she does. Yeah, and I'm I'm so happy that she's that she's one of the reasons why I like the American Horror Story series so much is because she's in all the seasons or or damn near all yeah. of the seasons if not if not yeah. all most of them. She's just always a treat whenever she's on screen. I love uh... the American Horror Story. So like I've gotten through like halfway through Hotel, mm-hmm. and haven't really watched since. You should, really need to get back onto that. I started with Freak Show, and she's in that one too. She plays the bearded yeah. woman. Yeah, that's a great one. You know, Kathy. Bates. Uh, she's definitely one of the actors, actresses that I wish that I could like see. See, she's on a list of like my top ones that in that horror field that I would like to actually meet at a con someday. Right, and she just does great in horror, but she does great in everything else too. Mm-hmm. I've but seen her in, in comedies and yeah, horror. Titanic. <laughs> she was in um, Rat Race. She played oh, yeah. Squirrel Lady. Forgot about that movie. That, that, but that, yeah, yeah, in Misery, she's at her best. Yes, that is when you think Kathy. Bates, like immediately your mind goes to misery because she just yeah. owned the screen. Yeah, you just Final. you just let her you just let her talk for a minute or two, and then you're as the audience you're like, this woman is crazy. <laughs> crazy vicious all in all great movie and mostly because of her and you know the great thing about misery is that like any able-bodied man you see any wilson and you're like all right you know if she's if she's my killer i could i could take her or stuff like that but when you yeah are crippled and your legs and you can't move and you're just completely at her mercy oh it's just terrifying. like you're just like you know you're just so helpless that's that's why misery is such a great movie because to an, a regular any able-bodied person 
she's you're like all right there's nothing really intimidating about her but when you can't do anything yeah at her will good pick she needed to be on this list oh definitely and number one she would have been my number one but what's your what's your number one it was close i went with sandy from last night in soho that's a good one too i would have still put kathy uh a little uh number one but last night in soho was a good movie and and uh sandy was uh yeah that was just an enjoyable experience all around oh yeah and there's just a great twist where you're thinking almost the entire movie that sandy died in the 60s but no she was the one killing people i mean i just thought that she faked her death and i i did think that the old woman at some point i did think all right that's sandy but i didn't think that sandy was the one killing people i thought that she like faked her death or something and then she was just trying to live out in hiding and dudes died of something else but i didn't put it together until the and then I was like, oh, not yeah. only is she Sandy, but she's been the one killing all these Johns. And she was willing to go down in a blaze of glory, burn this entire bitch up. She went out in a way that I think a lot of people would be like, you know, if I got to go out, I'm going out on my own terms. And I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm burning this bitch down and I'm coming, going down with it. Yeah. And I like at the end, like when she was going to kill a girl, she kind of felt bad about it. She's like, not the type I usually kill, but I got to do what I got to do. I guess she, yeah, well, she's like, you know what? I'm an old lady. I can't be doing all this killing anymore. I'm bitch knock out her friend and he was like downstairs in the uh i think she stabbed him right yeah i'll stab this poor dude i got because she drugged the girl to have her pass out she drugged her stabbed the guy El- ellie i think her name was yeah ellie drugged ellie and stabbed her that oh god i just the entire time i thought that that dude was gonna die he almost died like three separate times one that, time that, that dude has to be the biggest whip dude i've ever seen like i mean yeah. I, I wouldn't have after that night of they were about to hook up and then she she starts freaking out and then it looked like you know he looks like a crazy person like i thought that he was yeah. about to get shot right there because i mean right? he looks like uh, a cr- uh-huh. his face is painted his pants are down yeah. and she's screaming in the corner i mean it's yeah. not a good look. the fact that he came back the not next a good day, look yeah the fact yeah. that he came back the next day i'm like man getting ass ain't worth this so <laughs> no so sandy's your number one huh sandy is my number one this is a good movie it was a very good movie and those are your top 10 poor ladies or villainesses so I guess it's about that time that I signed you another one. Yeah. All right, give me a moment. You'll have to edit out this uh, dead silence for a minute. Or keep it. Do, do, or just keep do, it. Do 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 All right. How about your top ten characters who just have it the worst? So top call ten it, characters with worst luck. Call it. You can take this for however you want it. But your top ten horror characters who you just utterly sympathize with, or you just watch them and you go, oh, you can call it that. Your top ten poor bastards. <laughs> okay. Your top ten poor bastards. All right. Your your top ten poor son of a bitches. Just by the end of it, it could be your horror villain. It could be a horror victim. But you watch the movie and you're like damn that poor person like that and that yeah, and that way you, one to make yeah that, that way you can that way you can it could either be a villain or it could be a, a victim or both and you're just like damn it that is just that's rough. That'll be a fun I'm one. I'm excited about that one. Yeah. But in the meantime, I think that uh, this coupled with the one that I mine was, you gave me a top 10, my Chris hates slashers, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And uh, that'll be for another episode. Thank you all for listening. You have a wonderful week. And hope you're enjoying. This is uh, our first top 10s to kicking off season three. Hope you're sticking with us. Thanks to all our followers. Hey, thanks for listening to Body Bag Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe and leave us a comment as to what you'd like to hear us review or any horror movie topics you'd like to hear us rant and rave about. And while you're at it, you can find us on Twitter at Body Bag Pod and on Instagram at Body Bag Podcast. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.